0: hi this is Diva celebration and I am back for another installment of the podcast and today we're talking about something I saw today on Instagram which I thought was cute but also very eye-opening um, I was we are in the time of the black lives matter um, protest. And we are dealing with, you know, protests every day. Now it's uh, calmed down with not a lot of looting, not a lot of um, destruction. Now we're back to the focus of what we uh, were on in the first place, which was that, you know, the police brutality towards African-Americans in this country is... Much higher, percentage-wise. I think uh, what I looked up was that African Americans make up fourteen percent, thirteen or fourteen percent, of the American population. Um, and uh, I think they said that sixty or seventy percent is white or Caucasian whatever that is considered, um, which that lumps a lot of people together because that could be anything from you know um, European to uh, I guess that's European to nor you know Nordic to you know just what you would consider white, Jewish, whatever. And uh, then they have a smaller percentage. Uh, for you know Native Americans, Asians, et cetera, in this country. So, and then they did the statistics, and you know when you look at that, you think, oh well, there's not many, you know, versus you know white people versus black people. It makes it look like there's not a lot of difference in the death rate of those two categories. But really, when you consider that we make up 60 to 70 percent um, uh, or white Americans make up 60 to 70 percent of the population. I'm not even truly white. I'm half Native American. So um, when we when you say that and then you say that, you know, African-Americans make up 13 to 14 percent and the numbers are really close as far as deaths during police brutality, that makes a huge difference. That means on a scale, you know, African Americans are being killed more at the low percentage rate of them only being 14% of the population. So, you know, that point was made a few times, and I think that's finally brought it home to some people because, you know, when they're looking at the numbers, they're thinking there's a not much of a difference, but there is. So now we have... You know, Protests that are peaceful, we have more of the subject matter being brought out rather than the focus on looting and destruction of the people who were coming to the Black Lives Matter protests, particularly to uh, downgrade the, the process of what the Black Lives Matter people were trying to do to make the Black Lives Matter people look bad, etc., outside groups or just people who heard about a protest, knew there was going to be looting and just they were criminals and decided to show up. They kept arresting people that were from, you know, two or three states over that had come to other cities to go to the protest just because they were there to steal. I mean, you know, you just it brings out, you know, it's a public thing, it brings out the criminal element. Same thing happened down in Katrina when, you know, that horrible mess happened down there. Uh, A lot of people from all over the country who were criminals went down there. And at nighttime, when there was no power, were going through houses and stealing stuff from people. And, you know, taking things out of people's houses because everybody was, you know, not there anymore. So, anyway. I was watching, going through my feed on Instagram. And this feed came up with these little kids. Marching down the street with their sign. And we're talking about little. We're talking like four or five years old to maybe ten. And it was a mixture of, you know, African-American kids and um, Caucasian kids. And there was maybe about mm, ten of them, twelve of them. And it was in a pretty nice neighborhood. And they were marching down the street with their signs chanting, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Because they have been watching this on the TV. And their parents probably didn't let them watch all the violence that was going on. But now that things have come down and the the focus is just on the protest, the positive side of the protest, now we see that these children are being influenced by what is right and what is good. And I think it was uh, Heather Christo who posted it on her her Instagram. And I think Katie Couric had shared that, and I saw that. And she, Heather Christo was just out for the day to get out because we're in a pandemic. And she was trying to get outside and take a walk, and she saw that. And, of course, she kept her distance from the children and... Um, you know, because we're in this pandemic, you don't want to get too close to anyone, especially children who might be susceptible to it. But um, she just thought it was so cute, and she took pictures of them. She has to she could take pictures and videos of with of their parents if she could do that. and then she posted it. And it made me really think about, first of all, and the children lead us, right? The children will lead us. In the right direction. You know, they've seen what's been going on, these little children, these innocent people, and they want to say, this is wrong. Black lives matter. So they've taken in what they've seen around them in their society and decided that they want to be a part of this protest, which I found really awesome. And, but, also, we have to remember, why are these children seeing this, and why are they deciding at their ages that this is this is something that they want to be a part of? They have adults in their life who are not just making sure that they don't see the horrible parts of it all, which happened in the beginning, but they're making sure that they understand what's happening in the world around them, and then once they understand and they want to participate, allowing them to do so. And I I don't think people understand what a big deal that is, that these children will experience this and they'll remember this, and racism will be bounced out in their hearts because they will already have made the decision that Black Lives Matter, that everyone is equal, that we are all the same, we are human beings, we are the human race. There are. There is only one race. And uh, I thought that was really powerful, but also the fact that their parents were teaching them well. And it brought back a scenario for me of a time when my daughter was younger and she was in my car I had a convertible at the time, a stick shift. And I was talking to friends, standing there talking to friends. And she got inside my car. (laughs) And I made sure the emergency brake was on and everything. And I was watching her standing right there. I let her sit in the seat. She wanted to sit in the seat. And she proceeds to pretty much do everything she's seen me doing because it was a two two seater sports car so she would sit on the other side I doesn't have a back seat it only had two front seats cuz it's a small sports car and she proceeds to you know put her hands on the wheel and you know talk and she ah, and she reaches over and she presses the buttons on the radio and she switches the channel and then she reaches over and starts kind of motioning the stick shift like she's driving and she's shifting and she's touring the wheel and she's looking like she's looking for traffic and she's turning the wheel. And the thing that it really brought home to me is, well, you know, of course my daughter's amazing and very intelligent, but um, it brought home to me just how much she watches me. She watches everything I do. She listens to everything I say. She was saying the things that I would say when I was in the car. She was singing along with the, like she was acting like she was singing along with the radio because I do that. And she would press, you know, she was pressing the button to let the convertible top down and stuff like that. Everything I do in that car, she has watched. And she knows it well well enough that I'm looking at her going oh my god that's exactly what I do everything I do she's doing right now she was only maybe three when that happened two or three and she was doing that and I was watching her closely which is why I saw it all and then we all you know my friends and I all standing around a car we're watching her and we were like oh my gosh this is a lesson for us: Our children are watching everything, everything we do, everything we say. We cannot do things in front of our children. We have to do things in front of our children that are right, that are moral. We have to teach them. They're, we are constantly—they're constantly watching us—and we're constantly teaching them at every moment. That is a big responsibility to realize that you have. And it, it was a moment I'll never forget. I'll never forget it. And I've told people that story many times, and it's it really brings it home to people. Your children are watching everything you do. And, um, you know, as my daughter's grown, I, things that she says, opinions that she has, stances that she has stood her ground on have been because she's learned those from me. And also the fact that she's able to say what she wants to say and she's able to express her opinions, and I'm open to that. But watching that video today on Instagram, what did I immediately think? Those parents are teaching their children that Black Lives Matter. Those parents are emulating what needs to be emulated to those children, that everyone is equal, that everyone is has a right to life and to not be murdered or whatever. I mean, I don't know how far the children knew or what how much they understood, but they certainly understood what they saw because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to go out and march. And so their parents let them make signs, you know, and and they probably, you know, they the, the little African-American children wanted to do it for themselves. The little Caucasian children probably wanted to do it for their friends, for themselves. And I just thought, what an amazing example these parents have set for their children. Um, and it's a good example. And I... I'm very cognizant of the things that I say and I do around my child and around other people's children. And I'm very careful to not express opinions that would be outside the norm or something that they might not understand. And I think that we all need to be more aware of that. And not only just for our children, but, let's take it a little, little bit further. I'm very cognizant, I'm very aware of what I say around other people, of how I set an example for other people. So much so, I mean i'm I'm going to say what I think, and I'm right is right. but I'm not gonna push people into making that their opinion, and I am ready to accept others' opinions, I'm ready to listen, unless it gets pushy, unless it gets nasty, I'm done after that. My child has learned that. She doesn't put up with people who push her around, she sets boundaries, etc., etc. But I'm open to what other people have to say, as long as it's a discussion, not an argument. Not a, you have to believe what I believe before I end this conversation, and I have to convince you that you believe it before I will walk away kind of thing. No, I'm not going to sit there and listen to someone who wants me to end up believing, saying, oh, you're right, I'm wrong. No, it's not always the way it goes. It's not always the way that it goes. There are gray areas in everything. There's black and white areas. But, you know, you can you can go one way, you can go the other or you can be somewhere in the middle. It depends on how you feel about that situation. It also depends on your experiences that form your perspective. What was your life like? How have you grown up? Where have you come from? What have, what have your experiences been in life that will you know, show you how you can react in certain situations, or that you will even understand certain situations as well as other people? That's why it is very important at this time that we listen to African-Americans and their perspective of what is going on. And their perspective of how they've been treated, how they've had to live their lives, how they have to deal with police brutality. And I'm sure we've all had our moments with the police that weren't exactly pleasant. Uh, I've said this before, you know, uh, some people get into the position of being a police uh, person and it's a power position and it goes straight to their heads or they figure out they can get away with things that they normally wouldn't have been able to get away with. Or that's exactly why they wanted to be a police officer so that they could get back at somebody or get back at the people who picked on them in high school or, oh, now I can do whatever I want kind of attitude. You never know why someone's gone into that position. I'm sure a lot of people go into being a police officer for the right reasons. But I'm sure there's a lot that don't. Because they want to be in power. They want to wield a gun. They want to be out where the action is. Kind of thing. Well, isn't it better to not have any action? Because that's why you're there. To keep the action limited. So that no one gets hurt. So that there's peace in the land. It's not about being out where the action is. I've heard police officers say that. They're bored on their... their, uh, where, where they've been aside, They're bored. Well, it's better to be bored and be paid. Than to have to be dealing with maybe killing someone. Or hurting someone. It's better that there's peace in the land. Than not. So... You know, you never know what somebody's gone into that position for, or why they've gone into it. So, back to what I was saying before, you know, it's my your own example to other people in the world, and and because I'm very focused on that, not being a bad thing, and you know, and I try to treat people. As I would treat myself, or as I, you know, as I would want others to treat me, um, I try to do the right thing whenever possible, at all times. Um, but I'm I'm human. I make mistakes, and I might slip, but I am very very aware that others are watching, and that I don't want to set a bad example. I'd rather be that good example, and um, I've had people say to me that they've been influenced by the fact of something that I've done or some a stance that I took, or um, uh, uh, trying not to uh, make a situation worse than it is, et cetera, et etc. But I do take stands. I'm very, very adamant about Black Lives Matter. I'm very adamant about women's rights. I'm very adamant about children's rights, animal rights, all those things. And when there's something that I believe in, I will say it. I'm, I consider myself rather intelligent, and I consider myself to have pretty good common sense, and I've had enough life experience to know right from wrong, good from bad, whatever. Uh, politicians. If I see something I don't like about a politician, I will be verbal about that. I will say, but what do you think about this stance? What do you think about this person? I won't argue with people. I'll just say, but, eh, you know, hmm, they did this or they did that. They voted on this. They voted on that. That makes me question their character. That makes me question who they are. So I will be verbal about more than just politicians, but, you know, just in life itself, I'm not afraid to say when I don't like something that's happening as well as I'm not afraid to say when I do. And I do believe that everyone is equal and I don't understand how other people can't think that way. And as I was saying before, I've had people tell me that, you know, they've seen the way that I raised my daughter. They see the way that I live my life. The hard I've gone through some really tough times And I think we all do at one point or another. And they have admired how I handled those situations and looked at me and said, well, if she can do it, then I can too. I can make it through. I can get through this hard time. I can get to the other side. So lead by example is a really good phrase for a lot of people to remember. You know, people are watching you at all times. Not just your children, but everyone around you is watching you. What you post on social media, how you act in public, how you act behind closed doors. All of those things matter. And how you treat people matters. Racism is not acceptable. It never has been, it never will be, and it shouldn't be in your life. You have to check yourself on that. And I'm not—I'm not just talking about people of uh, white people. I'm talking about people of color. I'm—you know—during this Black Lives Matter, there's been a lot of surprising posts from people of color that I'm just like, "Whoa, uh, that sounds a little racist." And I'm not just talking about African-American people. I'm talking about Latina. We're talking about Native Americans. We're talking... Well, you know, their focus is on themselves and not others. And I do believe prejudice is about power. People wanting power over others. And I think sometimes people feel like they've had that power over them so long that they think that the opposite of where they're at, which is being the person that someone has power over is them having power over someone else. No. That is not where you want to go. You want to be where you want to be. Equality. You know, the, the it's not going to be right if you have more power now than other people. Oh, well, you know, like, African Americans make the statement sometimes that... Uh, you know, white people are just upset because by 2050, this whole country is going to be black people. Like, what? we I lose all respect for people when they start that stuff. That's just as much of a racist comment as a racist white person would make, saying this country's all white. You're nothing. It's it's no different. And, you know, I've heard black people say we're going to we're going to be in power someday and we're going to do the same thing that they've done to us all these years. Is that the right way to be? Is that where we want to go? No. We want it to be equal equality. And the problem with people who like to have power over others is they don't want it to be that way the wealthy, the people who are in power at this time, you know, you get upset with the government and some of the decisions they make, or you get upset with corporations who are not providing fair wages and are not providing health care and we don't get those voted in. And, and now we've gonna have the first trillionaire ever, Jeff Bezos, and now all of those wealthy people, millionaires, billionaires, trillionaire, are not being taxed as much because our current uh, president and his administration cut all those taxes. When you know all of those years, rich people paid the most taxes. Now, guess who pays the most taxes? All of us. And they they have most of the wealth, and there's only one percent of them. That's not equality. And then they don't pay taxes. It's that's backwards. The people who make the most. Should be paying the most taxes. Everybody should pay the same percentage of taxes. Percentage of what you make. Say every, everybody pays, you know, whatever, 10% of their taxes. Well, if everybody paid 10%, of course the poorest person would pay the least. And the richest person would pay the most. Because 10% of their salary is a lot more. That's balance. And that's the way it should be. But now it's flipped all of us are paying more of a percentage out of our pocket than say the wealthy people are, they're paying a much lower percent. And that's the first time in history that that's happened apparently for a long time. So there, there needs to be a balance and power is what people want, but that isn't working. Is it? (laughs) No, it's not working right now. And that's a really bad example to set for everyone else. We're America. We shouldn't be setting that kind of an example for the rest of the world. We're the, we're the people, we're the country that everyone looks to. Democracy, freedom. Everybody can have a chance here in America. Well, it's not that way anymore. It's a lot harder to make it in America. So I think that that was one of the things that just kind of led one to the other when I saw those kids today is... You know, I want to be that example that those kids look at and they go out and march and say Black Lives Matter. That positive thing that they're learning at such a young age that will pave the way for the rest of their life. And I want to be that example for other people. And I think that we all should strive to do that and how important it is for our kids to have good examples and have good role models and grow up to be better people. And if we do that, our future generations uh, will have much better lives. I'm hoping that with all of this that's happening now, God, I hope before, before I leave this earth, I hope I see equality for everyone, for women, for all colors. I hope on the day that I die that that is something that has happened. I hope I get to see it. I want to be here to see that. There's so many people in the past who fought for it that didn't live to see it. But I want to be here. I want that change to happen. And I don't want it to be about, oh, well, now we're in power. Now you're not. No, I want it. I want to see equality. I want to see us living together and peace. I want to see countries coming together. I want to see the world coming together. I want to see, you know, solar power and wind power and the world getting clean and the pollution going away and us to stop killing animals and all the stupid things that we do as humans every day to destroy this planet to end. I want to see all that before I die. I hope I live long enough to see that. And I hope I'm here to see it all. God, today, the thing I was happy about the most, and thank you, um, lady who who posted that video today. I was happy to see those little children emulating what they're seeing all around them, that everyone matters, that everyone is equal, and that black lives matter, and we've got to stop doing what we're doing And we need to change. It all needs to change. And they reminded me of that today. And the example that I need to be. Not only for the children in my life. But for everyone. I don't know. Sounds corny. Maybe. But that was my my summation today. Of what I saw. And the inspiration that those children brought to me today it's really made me think about it all day long since I saw it this morning and I want to thank thank her for posting that and I thank those children for giving me hope we have hope for our future and our future generations are going to be better off because of what they're seeing now we're going to chisel away at those issues and those problems that we have and they're going to go away they're not going to be around anymore I have hope for that I have hope for equality for everyone, and that's what I came here to talk about on this podcast today. And I hope that everyone else sees what I see. I, I it's, it's changes are coming, as they say. It's, everything's changing, and change is coming. And I hope it comes swiftly, and positively. Until next time, this has been Z, Diva Cerebration.